Good morning and welcome to worship today at Kern Church. My name is Will and I'm the pastor. It's a joy to be with you all today. Here at Kern Church, we're committed to creating belonging and hope by connecting you to a life renewed by Jesus and deeply committed to other people. And that's my hope for you today, that you feel that sense of belonging and hope with God and with one another. Inside your worship program, there's a red belong card. I wish that you'd take this out and let us know that you're here today. And then if you've got any ways that we can be praying for you as a church, Let us know how we can be praying for you, and you can drop those in the offering baskets when those come around later on. I don't know about you, but this time leading up to Christmas has really got my heart uh, in the midst of of, of turmoil, wondering whether or not I'm going to be able to get everything done. Uh, uh, Somebody in this worship service usually likes to remind me the day after Christmas how many days are left until the next Christmas. And um, uh, uh, luckily, she was on vacation for the past month, and I haven't had to hear it, but um, I, I I am thankful that we are leading up to Christmas, but I'm also full of anxiety and wondering if we've got all the gifts bought, if we, I have the perfect jacket, I believe, um, but I don't know that, that we have everything all in place. And so that sense of anxiety and, and anticipation is filled in at least my heart. And perhaps it is filled like that in your heart. Well, my hope today is that you, as you and I worship God together, is that you can let go of some of that anxiety you may be holding on to and really experience the love of God here during this season leading up to Christmas We're focusing on finding that perfect gift, and perhaps we might find that the perfect gift is not in the anxiety of purchasing that perfect gift, but that perfect gift may be found in the love of Jesus. As you came in, you received a piece of cloth, and and this cloth, we'll we'll, uh, talk about this later on in the service, but this is a, a demonstration that I think that you and I will participate in to help ready our hearts to let go of the anxiety and to receive the gifts of Jesus this season. So I look forward to sharing that with you as well. And one last thing I want to remind you of, if, you're, if, if you've been here for the past week or so, we have an upcoming prayer vigil, a 32-hour prayer vigil, where we're praying around the clock for 32 hours for our church and our community. And I have a, a sign-up clipboard, and I hate sign-up clipboards, but I have one, um, so I made an exception for myself on this. And, and uh, I invite you to take a look at this and to sign up to, to pray for an hour, and we'll send you information about all of that in, in, the weeks, um, in the weeks to come, more information. And that'll be at the, at the sign-in table. If you're joining us online, I want to say welcome. And if you want to participate in our prayer vigil, all you need to do is call the church office and we'll get you signed up. Well, let me say a word of prayer this morning. God, I thank you for the presence of Jesus. I thank you for your life-redeeming love. And I thank you for this season leading up to celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus. Amen. So you better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Why? Because Santa Claus is coming to town. I remember that feeling of dread in this song as a young child. I don't know if any of our children in here feel the sense of dread in that song as Santa is making his list, checking it twice, trying to find out if you're naughty or nice. And the most anxiety-producing part of that song is uh, the creeper Santa stanza. He, he, he sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. I mean, this is not appropriate for the 21st century. He knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. As a child, I knew that Santa Claus was coming on, on December 24th, or at least I knew that Santa would be coming on, on Christmas Eve, so I had to be extra nice 
leading up to Christmas Eve. Even if I had been a little naughty in the weeks you know, before, I knew that perhaps I could be nice enough to not end up on the naughty list and end up on, on the nice list. Could I, be, could I be nice enough in the crunch time to end up on that nice list? As a child... Waiting for Santa and the countdown to Christmas. I mean, it's full of excitement and anticipation and hopefulness. But at least for me, and maybe for some of our young people, it was full of a little bit of anxiety. A little bit of anxiety and not knowing if I would be on the right list. Not knowing if I would end up this year having the coal in my stocking or not. Even if you aren't a child wondering what list you're going to make it on this year, the time leading up to Christmas can still be a time full of anxiety and unease. Maybe it's because you're trying to find that perfect gift for someone you love. Or maybe you aren't sure how you can afford to to buy the gifts that you want to buy for those that you love. Or maybe you're not sure how, how you can get it all done before Christmas, before the company comes over, or before you have that trip to take. Another stressor, of course, in the holidays are the parties and the gatherings that happen, the mixture of excitement and anticipation and anxiety surrounding those holiday parties. Maybe you're hosting one this year and, and you realize all the things that you have to get done to make sure your house is, is, is ready for, for the party this year. Or you have that date on the calendar and you're counting down to that date, whether it's traveling somewhere or whether it's people traveling to you, and you're not quite sure how it's all come together, how it's all going to come together if, if you're going to have time to get it all done. So that what that means is that you're living your life preparing and, and, and you're counting down to that trip or you're counting down to that gathering and, 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 and at some time in the future and you're trying to figure it all out today. You, and if you haven't thought about this, you're welcome because you're thinking about it now. I mean, you, you're, you're trying to prepare and, and it means that you, you know that you have to get your house ready or you have to pack your bags to get your bags ready, making sure that you and your family have enough for today and enough food in your pantry and your your refrigerator to eat today, but also trying to make plans throughout the week and to to try to make it happen to where you can be together with your family sometime in the future. You know, I call all this the anxiety of the countdown. When you have that countdown coming, you know that there's going to be a bit of anxiety. Even if there are fun and joyous things that are happening in the midst, there's still accompanying with it a bit of anxiety. You're still living in that time prior to and getting ready for the countdown. Regardless of whatever else is going on, You still have this ever-present deadline that you're forced to prepare for, that you're forced to expect, that you're forced to count down to. And, And this anxiety and this countdown can keep you from experiencing all the joy in the holidays, all the hopefulness, and can also kind of keep you from experiencing just the just the company of others that the holidays are supposed to bring. The anxiety of the countdown can also sometimes be felt in churches as well. 
I mean, this time of year, this is a time of year where churches, uh, many churches especially, celebrate a season of Advent. And if you've heard this term before, you perhaps you've been in some churches that have talked about Advent, and, but maybe you've heard this term before and you aren't sure what it means, or, or maybe you're new to church and you're, you, you have no idea what this term means, and this is the first time you're hearing it. For Christians, the term Advent is, is based on a Latin word. Sometimes we like to make things complicated. And so it's based on a Latin word for, for coming. It just simply means coming. And so it's a time of year where Christians are invited to prepare their hearts, to prepare their lives for the coming of Jesus. And because Advent is, is, is right before Christmas on the calendar, it means preparing your heart, preparing your life for the coming of Jesus at Christmas but it's not just for the coming of Jesus at Christmas. For Christians also believe that Jesus is going to come again. And when Jesus comes again, He's going to come in a different way than He did before, and it's a way that's going to bring redemption and, and, and hopefulness and change the whole order of all of created things. And so most Christians believe this. And, and so when Jesus comes again, He's going to come and to fix all that's wrong and, and, and to bring ultimate redemption. And, and here's the thing. Some, perhaps some of you, see this second coming of Jesus as also a reason to be anxious, as also a reason to be unsure about things. Just as many experience the anxiety of the holidays, of the countdown to Christmas, Many others experience anxiety as it relates to the return of Jesus, of Jesus coming again. Perhaps you, you felt the fear of, of unknowing. What does this mean for, for Jesus to come again? The fear of worrying about judgment, of, of what that means. And I have to tell you that I understand this, this fear and this uncertainty surrounding the second coming of Jesus because some of the things that you read about the second coming can, can sound rather obscure, can sound rather odd, and, and perhaps can even sound rather scary. One of Jesus' close followers, a guy by the name of Mark, was recording some of what Jesus was saying about his second coming, about when he was going to come again. And, and if you have a Bible and you want to follow along, I'm going to be reading out of the book of Mark, which is just a, a stories about the life of Jesus. And I'm going to be reading from Mark chapter 13, beginning in verse 24. And if I'm honest with you, and I'll be honest with you, some of what we're about to read here can be a little scary and can even be a little anxiety-producing. Here's what Jesus says. In those days, after the suffering of that time, the sun will become dark, the moon won't give its light, the stars will fall from the sky, and the planets and other heavenly bodies will be shaken. Then they will see the human one coming in the clouds with great power and splendor. Then he will send the angels and gather together his chosen people from the four corners of the earth, from the end of earth to the end of heaven. Now, if there was a date to count down to. If there was a date to count down to this event, I think there would be some anxiety that this would cause. If you knew this was going to happen at a certain date, I think it would start to cause some anxiety with you because I'm not really sure what all Jesus is talking about here. If I'm honest, I think this is probably one of those times where words end up really failing to, to capture reality, where words really end up falling short of what Jesus is trying to communicate. And you have to rely on things like imagery and, and metaphor and mystery to try to help people understand what he's talking about. 
But regardless, the whole second coming thing could be quite um, a, a bit of anxiety producing if you're, you know when it's coming, if you know that there's a countdown to when it's going to happen. You know, and throughout history, we have so many examples of different Christian leaders and different Christian communities who knew for certain when Jesus was coming back. And they put it on the calendar. And their whole religious communities were were centered around trying to prepare the hearts and the lives of their their followers to getting ready for that countdown. They're getting ready for that second coming because they had a date. They lived all their lives pointing to that end. And I imagine... For those followers, there was a bit of anxiety because they had to, they, they knew when it was coming and they knew that they better be ready or that maybe they're going to be left behind or something bad is going to happen. The truth of it is, and this is kind of like telling you the end of the story, um, they were all wrong because we're still here. So there's that, there's that piece of it. But, but in the midst of it, they knew that they were right and they knew that they had to get ready for a certain time. But here's the reality. God does not want you to live in the anxiety of the countdown. Instead, God wants you to live in peace today. And Jesus continues to talk about his second coming. And as he does so, he he tells a story, a metaphor story about a fig tree and and some things that are going to happen. Um, And then we'll skip down to verse 32 where he says this, But nobody knows. Nobody knows when that day or hour will come. Not the angels in heaven, not the Son, only the Father knows. He's like, look guys, this isn't a countdown. And the reason it's not a countdown is because nobody knows when it's going to happen. People think they might know, but nobody knows. This is what amazes me about everybody that that knows for certain when when the second coming is going to happen. Jesus says no one's going to know, and so maybe it would happen like 30 minutes after that prediction or something. I don't know, just to like throw everybody off. But um, Jesus says nobody's going to know when it's going to happen. It's not like the kids counting down to Christmas for, for Santa because nobody knows when this is going to happen. And because nobody knows when this is, is going to happen, you can't be living in this extreme anxiety of the countdown all the way. Instead, Jesus continues in verse 33. He says, watch out. Stay alert. You don't know when the time is coming. It, it's as if someone took a trip and left the household behind and put the servants in charge, giving each one a job to do and told the doorkeeper to stay alert. Therefore, stay alert. You, you don't know when the head of the will come, whether in the evening or at midnight, or whether when the rooster crows in the early morning or at daybreak. Don't let him show up when you weren't expecting and find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to all, stay alert. Here Jesus says, you don't know when I'm coming back. You don't know when all of this is going to happen. So don't live in the anxiety of the countdown. Live today. Live in peace Today. Don't live in the anxiety of the countdown. Live in peace today. And the way that you live in peace today, Jesus says, is by staying alert. By staying alert. The way you live in peace today is by staying ready. And when, you have, when you're about to have company coming over, you, you, might be, um, you, you might be a little bit like anxious because your house isn't quite ready. I don't know if you're like this, but my house isn't always ready. 
to receive a host of company. And so when you know that there's company coming, you might not know when they're leaving, but you know when they're coming, and maybe they're, you, you like hope they're leaving sooner rather than later. Um, but, but as you know when they're coming, in the hours leading up to that, if you're anything like my household, there's a lot of yelling going on. Um, just being honest here, a lot of yelling and, and frantically dusting surfaces and making sure that the kitchen is clean and that there's at least a clean toilet in the household so that people don't think you're a slob all the time. Like This is, the, this is like what goes on in getting ready for people. And maybe, maybe you, you're, you're never like this in your household and, and, and I'll come live with you instead. Um, but you're spending this, this last few moments of getting ready, of vacuuming and all this kind of stuff. And, and there's anxiety in this. There's, there's anticipation in this, anxiety in the countdown. But what if you didn't know when they were coming? What if you just knew that your company was coming sometime, you didn't know when they were coming? And here's the reality. If you didn't know when the company is coming, you have two options in life. One, you can just be anxious all the time. You can be anxious all the time, fretting if today is the day that they're going to show up. Or, the truth is, most of the people that, maybe not your mother-in-law, but most of the people who come to visit don't care if all your surfaces aren't perfectly dusted. They don't care if all your carpets aren't recently vacuumed. They don't care if your house is in the tip-top cleanliness shape. Mostly, your company just wants to spend time with you. They just want to spend time with you and in your presence. Your house doesn't have to be perfect to enjoy the company of others. And this is what I think about when I think about Jesus' instructions about staying ready and staying alert. I don't think it's, you know, let's live in this constant state of worry and anxiety, wondering when he's going to come. Instead, it's, it's more, let's not worry about the countdown. Let's not worry about the countdown because you can, can be ready to enjoy someone else's company today. Today. So instead of putting off the preparations uh, because of the countdown, just go ahead and, and get ready today. Just get ready today. And when you make preparations today, this frees you up to enjoy things. This frees you up to experience the peace of God today. Don't live in the anxiety of the countdown, but live for peace today. And as much as the movies and culture try to push it, this isn't so much a time about counting down to experience the perfect Christmas it's not about the anxiety that comes with the countdown either. It's, it's more about being a time of getting ready and staying ready for Jesus. Getting ready and staying ready for Christ who is coming. Getting your heart ready and your life ready. And when you are ready, you can just enjoy. Just enjoy. When you are ready, you can just live in peace. In peace today. And so as you continue the preparations for your Christmas, and as we mark the, the preparations for the coming of Jesus, don't live in the anxiety of the countdown. Live in peace today. Today. And to help you make a, a next step in, in, in staying alert and preparing your heart and your life for the peace today, we are going to prepare the cradle for Christ who is coming and we're going to share in Holy Communion together. And, and as, as Christmas, at Christmas, we celebrate Jesus who was born in Bethlehem many, many years ago. And as He was born, His mother used a feeding trough to lay Him in because they didn't have a bassinet. They didn't have a cradle for their new child. 
And, and, and because we like to think of things in nostalgic and romantic ways, we like to imagine that Jesus was laid in like this wooden feeding trough that is really not a feeding trough, but is a manger. And um, it's something that looks perhaps like this. And this is really romantic. It really would have been in the first century like a rock, a bowl that the, the, the fish, or the fish, the, the animals would eat out of. Today, feeding troughs are usually like plastic, right? And, and that's what we probably should have up here is a plastic bin uh, uh, filled with uh, slop or something. And, but that's the type of place that Jesus was laid in. And, 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 and so as, as, as at Christmas, we celebrate Jesus who was born in Bethlehem and laid in a feeding trough as a bed. So before us, we have this, this wooden manger. This wooden manger, which in the absence of a crib became a place for a, a baby. And as you came in today, you were given strips of cloth. And, and these, these strips of cloth, uh, which if laid on top of each other, they, they may form perhaps a patchwork, patchwork quilt on which a baby could be laid. Because this is no place for a bed, but you'd have to have some padding, something to, to keep the baby warm. And so perhaps as you lay a cloth down, it becomes a patchwork quilt as we lay them together for a place for a child to rest. And in a few moments, you will be invited to come forward to prepare the cradle today. And this symbolic act, this symbolic act highlights the importance of preparing for Jesus now, for Jesus today, so that you can be ready and you can give up the anxiety of the countdown and live for peace today. And then, and then you are invited to not just prepare, but to receive. To receive the presence of Jesus and the gift of Holy Communion that we will share in together. The invitation is to prepare your heart and to receive the gift of God's presence to truly live today. And to help you prepare your life and heart now, I want to invite you to join me in a spirit of confession. If you're like me, you might need to confess that you were a little hurried this morning and, and, and didn't have your, your heart in the right place. And so your preacher had to pray a few extra prayers to get ready to be here with you this morning. And I'm so thankful that we're here. But maybe you have something in your heart that you need to get off your chest and so you need to confess it. And confessing your fears and anxieties, the things that keep you from experiencing the peace of the presence of Jesus. So I want to give you just a moment uh, of prayer and allow you to confess these things before God. And, and then we're going to say a prayer of confession together, which is something that Christians will do sometimes, to speak words together because we are joining together in confession and joining in communion and preparation together. Let us pray. Lord, hear these prayers of confession in our hearts. And now will you join me together speaking these words of confession which are printed on the screens. God who promises to come, we confess our hurried anxieties and desires for the perfect Christmas that often keeps us from finding the joys of today. Help us to prepare our hearts. There's another slide. Help us to prepare our hearts. Anyways, we're, we're confessing because like things aren't perfect and um, sometimes lines don't, don't line up. But just, just praying that, that, that this God, that we confess our anxieties before God 
and ask God to, to help us find the joys of living in peace today. And that's my prayer for you, that your hearts will be prepared to live in this peace today. You know, this truth is that God offers forgiveness and God offers a way for you to live in this peace today. And one of the ways that, that God does that is He came in the birth of Jesus. But not only coming in the birth of a baby, but coming and then after Jesus was born, He lived and had a full ministry. And then He gave Himself up for us, for you. Before He would give Himself up for us, and he would, the, the authorities would face and come before Him and, and, and face pain and desertion and heartache and eventually death, Jesus met with His followers and said, you know what, it's important to be together, to share a meal together, to experience being together today. So He met with His followers in a room and spoke words of hope to them. Even hope in the midst of knowing the countdown was coming. And so he took a loaf of bread as they were meeting together. He blessed this bread and he said, this is my body which is given for you. Eat this in remembrance of me. And then after the supper was over, they, Jesus took a cup of wine and, and, and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you do in remembrance of me. And so Christians from then on, have responded to the presence of God by receiving communion, by eating bread and drinking of the cup. And God invites you now to make a preparation to prepare your life today and to receive His presence today. So I invite you now to join me in prayer. God, I pray that You pour out Your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and the cup May they be for us the body and blood of Christ so that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by His blood. By Your Spirit, make us one with You and one with each other until You come in final victory and we get to experience Your power and Your presence again. Amen. This is the body of Christ given for you a powerful way that allows you to experience the peace of God today. And this is the cup of salvation poured out for you that allows you as you drink it to receive the blessed presence of Jesus today. And as you come forward, I invite you to, to place your cloth over the cradle, working together to build a patchwork quilt to prepare your heart to let go of the anxieties of the countdown and just to prepare today and then to receive the blessed presence of Jesus. Jesus is the living hope today and I pray that you receive that peace in your life and you share that peace with those you encounter. Go with the blessed peace of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you want to reach out to Kern Memorial United Methodist Church or see entire services, you can visit our YouTube channel, Kern Memorial United Methodist Church, and remember to like and subscribe for updates. You can also visit us on our Facebook page at Kern Memorial United Methodist Church. Thanks and have a blessed day.